podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to your Friday night phone in here on the Rangers Rabble. Um, I'm your host Craig for this evening and I'm joined by by the big dogs tonight. Uh, firstly, Mark, how you doing mate? I'm not too shabby mate, how's yourself? You good? Been yeah, a good been mate. It's been a little while since we've been on, been on together so looking forward to this. Yeah. And joined by Scott Kerr as well. Scott, how you doing? I'm all bad, Craig. Not bad. Looking forward to this tonight. I'm not, I feel like I'm been on the pod for a while, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I think uh, saying to the guys before that it's been only a couple of weeks, but it does feel like the longest, longest couple of weeks since we've been since we've been on a pod. Um, thank you to Cami, uh, gifting a Rangers Rabble podcast membership. Uh, we're live tonight on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, in a minute, Martin, our lovely producer, will be uh, opening the phone lines, um, so we'll be able to get your get your calls in. Uh, before we go into that, guys, um, a few couple of things I wanted to talk about, um, mainly around the manager's press conference today, um, which I listened to a bit earlier, and I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was pretty impressed by what he was saying, um, saying all the right things, but I know we've been in that in that position before a, a couple of times. Um, Mark, I'll come to you first. Um, one thing he did bring up was that he's seen, in the, obviously the few days he's been in the, in the job, he's seen some things that he... Um, that he likes, but also some things that he that he doesn't like, and also doesn't expect tomorrow's game to be the to be the perfect performance. Um, what do you think we can expect from from Philippe Clement in his maybe first four or five games up until the up until the semi final? Yeah, I think he's he's not been in long enough to to make any sort of a big big difference. I think that um, he's he's kind of took a he's took a steady approach to to the game. He's um, he's not promised. He's not promised um, miracles. Which, if you look at some of our some of our fan base, I think they'll be thinking there is going to be some sort of miracle happening tomorrow. Um, but no, I think he's he's very level headed. I think he, he he talks sense. I think that if anybody thinks that he's going to come in and um, set the header alight in his first game after what six days being in charge, he's probably only had what two two days if he's lucky. With uh, with most of the players, so I think that he's trying to um, temper expectations a wee bit, and um, uh, I think that uh, squad wise and, and starting eleven wise, I think it's pretty it's going to be pretty pretty similar to to what we've been seeing and what we're used to. I think that um, for me, I think that the only thing that he can change, and uh, and hopefully it will change, is the desire of the team, um, the fighting desire, because it's been non-existent. Um, especially under Beal, so it's just eroded over the over the course of this season, um, probably towards the end of last season as well. So I think um, a kind of balanced view of what what he's what he's going to do. I think he's um, he's kind of trying to trying to be a kind of level uh, level headed, sorry, and uh, I think he, he's kind of trying to prepare us for the fact that it's not going to be pretty. Um, hopefully, it's a win, and hopefully, we can see a bit more desire. That really is all you, all you can ask for after six days. Thank you. Um, yeah, Kerr, before I come on to you, obviously, see at the bottom there, guys. Um, if you do want to have your say, uh, 01416287237, you'll get through to our lovely producer in the background. 
and he'll get you through um, to have your say with the guys. Um, Scott, um, what were your uh, what were your thoughts and feelings on the press conference today? What's the manager sounding really positive at times? He's saying the right things, but listen, the press conference doesn't get you three points. But he's come in. He's not had long to see the players. Obviously, he'll know by probably come Christmas time, January time, who he can rely on, who he can't rely on. But this isn't a quick fix. This is, we just want some dignity. First of all, change the mentality and get it going forward. So I just feel he's, it's going to take time, which I know that's hard to hear, but it is going to take time because some of these players, they just kind of say, I don't want you, I don't want you, especially now injury issues and he can't get by anybody. So he's going to have to get them all on side. See who he can get the best out of, but they will come like January window time. He'll probably say, I don't fancy him, I don't fancy him. But because of the last window there, some of these guys they maybe can't get rid of just because they come, they're on long contracts and they're on a good wage and some players won't want to leave with the wage you're on. So it's just time will tell, but I'm liking, he's experienced. He seems to know what he's going to do, whereas with Bill and even Gio at times, you kind of struggled at times with press conferences and Bill spoke too much, Gio not enough. I'm not saying you have to speak, but he just he seems he seems more reassured about stuff and as he's experienced he's seen a lot in his career. He played at a high level, he's managed at a high level and I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, it's going to take time, but he knows himself just to get his point in the right direction and moving forward bit by bit until he can maybe reassess the squad and bring one or two others in. It's just a case of trying to get these pulls like Mark said earlier, but but a desire back in the team and try to get a mentality changed and try to maybe say to these lads, you're better than actually what you think, and you should be winning these games. And the confidence getting up as well, because sometimes we're beat, I think, as soon as we make a bad pass, because the puzzle always go down. But it'll be interesting to see what happens, Craig. I'm looking forward to him starting his reign, because we've been through this before, and I think the last couple of managers got a lot of his talking really quickly, and now we're kind of sitting waiting to see what happens, because we've had that many managers in the last couple of years. Well, I know we've had two, but since Stephen Gerrard's been here, there's not been a lot happening, it's been great. So I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to his reign because I think he's slightly different from what we've had before. And he's got that desire and he also seems to have a better presence and respect for people, whereas the Stephen Gerrard had it obviously because of who he was. But I think this guy's got it because of what he's done his career as well. Whereas Bill and Jill to me never had that. Yeah, thank you. Um there was a comment that came up from from someone around the uh the disconnect between the fans and the and the players, Mark. Um that was something the manager actually mentioned in his press conference um, around looking to rebuild that, not necessarily between the fans and the club, because I think that that relationship is always always there. But do you think that's something that has been has been missing for a little while? Performances is the only way you get performances are the only way you're going to get that back. Um, I think that um, the disconnect. Is it a disconnect or is it just disgruntled? I think that um, I think that the fans have just let the let the players know that they're not happy with their performance, they're not happy with their with their standards, they're not happy with uh, their desire during the game. So I mean, is there a disconnect? I think that that's probably a wee bit strong. Um, I think that uh, you know, us as Rangers fans, were very very fickle. I think um, two or three good performances and a couple of goals for the ones that's been getting dogs abuse and. <laughs> all's for all's forgotten, isn't it? So it's uh, for me. It, it's um, 
not so much of a disconnect. I get what he's trying to say. Um, I understand what he, what he means by that. I think that he knows how powerful Rangers fans uh, and this crowd can be at Ibrox when they're behind a when they're behind a team. Um, it's all. I mean, it's the old cliche is it's like the twelfth man, and it really is. You can see, you can see players that have got a yard or half a yard extra pace. They 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 try harder. They fly into tackles better when when the crowd's up. And so I think that um, I understand what he was meaning by that. I don't know if there's particularly a disconnect as such. I think it was more the fans um, showing their their, their um, their unhappiness towards towards the players. Um you know yourself, there's there's not there's not Rangers fan out there that doesn't love this club and doesn't love and, and want to see every single one of these players do well. So for me, I think, as I said, I understand what it was what it was getting at, but for me I don't think there's that big a disconnect. I just think that um the we need we need to see effort, um, first and foremost. And, and that's I think that's an absolute must for a Rangers side. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Charles for the uh for the super chat five pound thank you very much um the new boss saying wrote things and, and take time to get behind the new boss uh not like beal who talked that much crap and drex have opened another factory um scott i think one thing the manager did i think we'll i'm delve slightly into the into the preview for the hibs game uh one thing the manager did talk about when he talked about players being being available and unavailable um was he likes to be quite hands-on with with the medical side um which i don't think we've really had um, for a little while, what were your what were your thoughts on that? I didn't hear the press conference because I was in a line for my work. Uh, listen, if he's got to be more involved on that side of it, that's great. But he's not medically trained, so he's not going to probably be able to help out that side. But just getting to know when he's how long he's probably going about for and who's ready, who he can rely on stuff like that is great. Listen, I just think he has to go in a different direction. What we've been going on. But I think he will. I think, he'll, he'll, like I said earlier, he'll, he'll get more respect for the players. And I think by Christmas time, New Year, he'll know the players he can rely on. He'll know the players he can push forward, especially for next season. He'll know the players he can't rely on. And it's good, but we might, there's some of these guys who you know, I know, Mark knows, even Mark behind the scenes knows it. We all think should be, we, should, we all think should be thrown out the team, but that's not going to happen straight away. But down the line, you just don't know what's going to happen. But I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. But as you know, we press questions with the media. The media's questions are a joke at times. Some of the questions they ask shouldn't even be asked. So I think he done really well for what I heard and what I've seen when he first arrived. And the media, the media just like to sell papers, Craig, and like to sell clickbait stories and social media that's all that's all that is. some of the questions don't even relate to us they just relate to nonsense to be honest with you but no it's somebody asked me a, a question on the chat about Campbell and listen Todd Campbell's went through a lot as a young lad he came through full of potential he was getting linked by big clubs down south he was doing really well with Norwich with one England set up and then I'm not saying he fell off a cliff but something must have happened in his life that took him a different direction and he was getting, we don't know who I'm talking about, but he was getting told and a few managers didn't really rate him. I don't think that was the case. Out of out Bournemouth and done okay, but he was having issues, mental health issues. He even said that himself and I think it took him a while to come back. He was thinking about maybe no, uh, coming back to play football, thinking about going a different direction until kind of we come in for him. So I think even players like Campbell, you can see what we've done to him and we've helped him 
look forward in his life have helped him set his set back in football because he has a lot of potential still. He is a very good player. He's come in and he's done really well. There's a lot more Cod can give. But I think the Scottish media in general, they just seem to, as soon as somebody comes in that does anything they don't like or it does something that's good, they want to make something out of it, don't they? They want to kind of knock yeah. somebody down, dig through their closet to see what skeletons they've got. And then you've got other sports journalists, each players digging deeper, which isn't great, but it's what we live in. If it's not going to happen to Todd Campbell, it could happen to anybody, it could happen to you and me and Mark if we get famous at all. Or not, you don't have to be famous. Probably happened to Mark before, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we just don't know. I mean, I've, I've had it in the past myself with the media. It's it's, it's no great. And, but I think as a club, we're moving in the right direction. And I know Bisgrove and Bennett's had their faults, but I'm going to say I'm actually quite happy with what they've done, bringing somebody like come on. I think it's a good move. I think they could have went to the they could have went to an easy option and get somebody else in. We all spoke about other names, but I think they've done really well getting this guy because you can look at he failed at Monaco. Did they really? I mean, Monaco's a hard club to manage. He's done okay at a point. I've heard the the French guy saying, but he did fail at some things. But he done really well in Belgium, and I think he's got a lot of experience. He's the kind of guy we need to move this club forward, especially football wise. Yeah, I think there's a bigger there's a bigger link between the, the the Belgium side more than the more than the Monaco side. Guys, we want your calls um to get your point across to to Mark, me and Scott um to 01416287237. Um we're going to sit here all night, but we will get some calls in. Um and I'm sure Mark, Martin in the background is uh, itching to itching to speak to someone on the phone and basically get them through to us. Um Mark, um the manager did talk about um, obviously, around the some of the stupid questions he was asked, um, he did talk around the players that will be available um, tomorrow. Sort of Cantwell, um, Jack, possibly Danilo. Um, the injury list has, has been a massive issue this season. Um, but what do you sort of what do you sort of foresee um, if any changes are made um, uh, for the team tomorrow? Yes, I mean, obviously, it's good to see players starting to come back. I think Cantwell has been a massive miss. I think he's a he's a very very talented footballer. Um, for me as well, Danilo I think's a, a big one as well. I think Danilo, anytime I've I've seen him, he's looked really sharp. Um, he's looked a lot sharper than Dessers. Um, and I would like to see him. I would like to see him getting uh, getting straight back in there. I don't know if he's going to risk him. Um, I don't know whether he can he can allude to the fact that we're going to need him. Um, I think. Uh, he said that Roof's not got a full game in him. I think he said no. Cantwell's not got a full game in him as well. Um, so I think we're we're struggling up front um, for numbers. Uh, I, I can't see him because I, I think that Alex Ray and um, and uh, Stephen Davis are, are going to help him with the team selection and and kind of guide him a wee bit until he's he's got his feet more under the door. So I, I can't see massive massive changes unless he presses upon a, a formation change or, or something something different, which it may well do. We, do. we just don't know. As I said, at this point, we're kind of guessing because it is going to be his first game in charge. But I don't foresee lots and lots of uh, changes to this side um, for, for the last game. I think that um, I think he's going to play steady. I think he's going to play a bit cagey. But it's good to see players coming back. I've seen in the... Uh, the the um the social media and stuff like that and and, and the Rangers website that um Dill also back in training and looking looking quite fit as well and seeing him uh 
seeing him running about at pace and stuff like that. So there's another option as well at centre of the park. Um, big misses for me, Tom Lawrence. I think that Tom Lawrence has has got the potential to be a, a a main main player for us as well. So I don't foresee lots and lots of changes. Um, I think it will be very same. I just hope that the desire will be different. I hope that the the kind of pace that they move at will be different, and the desire will be. Um, the desire will be a lot better. I, I'm hoping that this is what he's worked on rather than any sort of a formation change or any sort of a patterns of passing or, or patterns of play. I'm just hoping that it's tempo he's worked on and and kind of pressing and desire. Uh, for me, that's what we've lacked. Also, in fact, we've probably lacked that for nearly two seasons now. Um, so for me, I hope that's what he's worked on. Um, time's going to tell. Three o'clock, to, uh, three o'clock tomorrow, we'll find out. Brilliant. Uh, we got Chris waiting on the phone. Um, Chris, welcome to the Rangers Rabble. What's your point for the Japs? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, mate. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, not bad myself. Yeah, it's just, uh, just two points, really. Uh, one point in regards to it. I heard Neil Lennon speak on PLZ Soccer about the overall fitness of the squad, and I've heard another couple of podcasts mention about the fitness of the squad. I'm just wondering if you think there's something in that. Also, in regards to, I see a lot of social media comments about Clement's record at Monaco. He's actually got a better win percentage. Uh, uh, his, his overall win percentage is 51.3%. Claude Poules at uh, Monaco was 49%, and Didier Deschamps was uh, 50%. So he's got a better uh, win record than the two of them, and he seems to be getting a lot of stick on social media for his Monaco record, which isn't really that bad when you think about it. No, that's a brilliant point. Thank you, uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, Kerr, I'll bring that one to you um, on the manager's sort of the, the, the manager's record at, at Monaco um, and also the general fitness of the squad. Listen, some of the squad don't look fat at all this season, and I think we've all mentioned it at times. Not all players, but some of them look like they're pulling a caravan at times uh, up and down that pitch. But that's something that under Stephen Gerrard, the squad are always fat. I know we didn't win a lot, but the squad are always fat. We fought for 90 minutes or more because the players were well drilled with their fitness. So hopefully that can come back. Like I said earlier, but he's record with Monaco. I spoke about it. I mean, you can look at any manager out there. It's been at different clubs. If no everybody's successful, it's all the clubs they manage. So he's not the only one who's not been successful at Monaco or anywhere else. But as a percentage stats, I mean, Michael Bill's got a great percentage for the Rangers manager, hasn't won rate, hasn't he? But you know how, how successful he was. So I take that with a pinch of salt. Listen, see, we come to Rangers and wins this stuff, I'll be more than happy. So clearly, I've done it in Monaco. It doesn't bother me. He's, he's won a couple of leagues in Belgium with a couple of different sides. One it we won teams hard, but one it a couple of teams in the same league, that's very hard. So listen, I'm happy that he's coming through the door and I'm looking forward to see what he brings us. Thank you. Um, yeah, Chris, anything else you wanted to bring to the chaps? Um, anything yeah, for Mark? Yeah, uh, just, one, just one more point in regards to Clement. Did anyone hear his press conference where he cut across the journalist? The journalist was saying about what you got to win in the short to medium term. The, uh, he cut across the journalist and said, uh, I, want, I want to win everything. I quite liked that because he just cut the journalist off and basically said, I want to win everything. I was wondering what you guys thought of that. Mark, what were your... Uh... Thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that kind of that kind of. He's got um, 
he's got uh, confidence in his own ability. Um, I, I really like that. I, I like that in a manager. I like that um, sort of a strength of character. Um, I think that he's not going to be a uh, he's not going to be a a big a big cuddly bear. He's uh, going to he's going to shoot for the hip, and, and he seems like a straight talker, which is which is good. Somebody in the, somebody in the chats um, mentioned about uh, you can't judge. You can't judge a, a manager on two press conferences, which is a hundred percent right. We can just judge him what we've seen so far, and um, it looks as if he's uh, he, he's got that kind of that kind of steely determination, which which I like, which I think I think you need that as a Rangers manager. I think that obviously Kerr spoke about that kind of that kind of aura, um, which which all over great over great managers have had that. So. Hopefully, if that's going to be the case and, and moving forward and he brings that to the team, then we'll be in a, a very, very good place. But I, I, I like, I like as the saying goes, I like the cut of his jib. I really do. Chris, thank you for your points, mate. That were great uh, for the chaps. And um, call again next time. Uh, great to have you on, mate. Right. Thank you for the first call. Um, if anyone else wants to get their point across and obviously and, and put a point to the chaps, um, 01416287237. Martin is sat there in the background looking very glum at the moment and obviously wants people to speak to. Um, so please get your calls in and and whatever you want to talk about with tomorrow's game, the manager, um, thoughts for the rest of the season, um, players maybe that can come in in, in, in January, um, give us a call and we will we will talk about it. Scott, back to you. I'm trying to remember who I was uh, who I was last on there. Um one thing that I was thinking about earlier, um, with obviously the manager coming in, we do know that the manager is going to be stuck until January with with the squad that he's got. Um, from January, I know obviously one of the players out on loan, we do have an option to to bring back in in, in Alex Lowry. Um, would you think that might be an option the manager might look at or maybe, I don't know if there is a link with, with Hadji, whether he can come back. Um, do you think the manager will give those two a shot if if there is a chance he can get them back in January? I think it just depends on how the players perform between now and then, how they two perform as well between now and then, and also if he's got any funds to spend in January and if he can get anybody out the door. So there's a lot of different ifs and buts, but I think the players here just now, because he can't spend and because there's still some injured, he's going to give these guys a chance. Every manager comes in the door, doesn't matter what manager, I still think they can make the players play better, because that's you're a football manager, you think that automatically. Some won't, some will, as we all knew with the Recruitment when recruitments in the summer we made. We all knew everybody was, was going to be a success, but we didn't think it would be as bad as what it is up to now. So some of these players might end up turning good, some might not, and some might have to try and sell them on. But it's just between now and January comes, and then we'll see what happens. Lowry, to me, I think he's going to stay at Hearts for the rest of the season. Uh, Hadji, depending on how he's playing, if Hadji's playing really well, you might not want to come back either, but I would bring Hadji back because I, I like Hadji, so it's, it's just a personal opinion. I think Hadji can offer something that some of the team, some of the players on our team don't have. But listen, it just depends how we go between now and there's a lot of important games coming up and between now and the window opening. So we'll have to take it game by game. He'll take it game by game and he'll see what the players offer him. Obviously, people say the ma- a new manager bounce. Stephen Davis never get that, did he? <laughs> Against Aris, so he never get a new manager bounce. So, listen, it's up to these guys. At the end of the day, I don't think there's bad at footballers as some of them are showing at the moment. Listen, I'm not saying they're all great football players, but I think they're better than what they're showing. But if that's enough, I don't know if that'll be enough for the manager. I think he will have his own ideas, what he wants further down the line. But at this moment in time, 
he's going to have to try and get the best out of the guys we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the manager is kind of stuck and he, he kind of, I've mentioned this to a, a, a group chat that I'm on that the manager needs to sort of give a few of them a cuddle um, in a way because I think the way some of them are performing, I don't foresee a, a boot at the backside working um, and that didn't go down very well. But Mark, do, do you, I'm trying to think the best way to say, do you see um, any any way back may potentially for an Alex Lowry in in January, if that option is there, um, or, or will it depend on how he's performing and how the rest of the team are performing? No, I think I think it's it's um, it's more beneficial for Lowry to stay there for the season. I think that if he he kicks on and has a really really good season, he comes back to Rangers. He's got a season under his belt at one of Scotland's top clubs. Um, he sees what it's like the grass on the other side. Um, uh, hopefully can come back and kick on. So, I mean, that for me is ideal rather than you only bring him back if, if he's going to play. Um, I don't think as it stands at the moment, he will play. So, for me, it's, it's, it's more detrimental to bring him back. I would leave him, let him let him kick on, let him uh, evolve and grow uh, as, a, as a young pro. Uh, he seems to be doing well there. He seems to be enjoying it. Um, and they seem to think a lot of him. So, for me, that's probably the best place it can be at the moment. As I said, if it's going well, if it turns into an absolute disaster, then yeah, bring them back. Um, but as it stands at the minute, it seems as if it's working well. Um, and generally, you cannot say that um, that loans, usual loan spells, do turn out that great. Um, so just a testament to the young boy and how good a player he is and, and how, how much of a talent he is that he's went to. One of, one of Scotland's top sides, um, and he's doing well. He's doing well, and and by all accounts, um, Naismith um, thinks he's, he's working hard in training and that, he, that he's obviously performing and producing a good. So long may that continue, as I said, that I would keep him for the season, keep him at hearts, let him develop. It's probably the only way forward for a young man. Yeah, um, guys, as we put at the bottom, if you want to get your point across to Mark and Kerr, please get some calls in 0141 628 I've never seen Martin looking so glum um, and I want to cheer Martin up and get some phone calls in. Uh, Kerr, one thing that we have seen this week, um, and uh, one of the young players who has come on in the last couple of games, uh, Ross McCausland, um, potentially getting a new new deal um, reported by Fabrizio Romano. Um, I think that's quite a good move for the club and, and potentially also, Ross, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was happy Ross got offered a new deal. I think he deserves it. I think he's come in and he's looked he's looked apart. He's looked, he's playing with no fear. He's he's enjoying himself and he's adding something we, we didn't have. Somebody who's willing to do a trick or two, as, a, as a, they would say, but he does. He, he plays a ball around the corners. He's always looking for a turn. He tries to get by. Players who tries to play an early ball as you want at box. He's not one of these guys that wants to go back the way. And I'm I'm happy to see Ross involved because I think he can make a difference. I think Bailey Rice is, should be involved more as well. I think young Bailey can make a great difference to the Rangers side. I think he's ready. I think he plays without fear. And I, I don't I know it's hard to bring in too many young people, but I think they're too ready for this step up. I know Lowry was always mentioned that, but Alec had issues with injury and issues with personal stuff so I think that detailed him a bit and I think the Hearts move will help him but I think Ross is waiting long enough and I think he's looked good when he's come in and I think I just think Bailey Rice is different for the rest of him I think he's a mark above for all these guys I think he's ready to step in when needed I think Bailey's that good Yeah um, Mark the 
manager obviously in the last couple of days has brought in his new uh, his new assistant. I know it was it was sort of mooted earlier in the week. Um, obviously the chap that's that, that's worked over in the past. And uh, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I I don't know much about the the assistant manager, but my feeling is if if the manager um, uh, Clement seems to trust this guy as as much as he does, um, then it can only be a good thing for him. Um, and obviously, there's also been rumours about he's looking to bring in a uh, somebody into the coaching staff, whether that be a, a Steve Davis, but someone with with an affinity to the club and, and obviously the knowledge of Scottish football. Yeah, just on just on the young boy McCausland, I think that he's um, he's a great he's a great talent. Um, I think that um, I'm I'm over the moon that he's he's. Looking to sign a sign a new contract and stuff like that. This is what we should be doing. We should be tying these young talents down, um, and, and starting to blood them. For me, he didn't look at a place against St Mullen when he came on. Um, he, he done it. He, he done really well. He done himself uh, no harm at all. Um, only thing, um, Kelsey did look good. I don't that haircut. I don't think he looked good. <laughs> That's wild. I don't know what's going on there. Somebody's needing to have a word with him. They're just uh, jealous, no, no. just jealous. I, I wish I'd half it, but <laughs> no, no, serious. I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, the, the, uh, the new, um, the new assistant coach. Uh, I don't really know much about him, although I have actually seen him play live at Ibrox, which I, I did know they showed a wee clip, um, at a European game, uh, at, at Ibrox, and um, obviously I was at the game. So I have seen him live, but, but I couldn't tell you who he was or, or, or anything about him. But apparently he's had a decent career, uh, Belgian international. Um, by all accounts, he's very good at man management. Um, he's a good sounding board for for the manager. They're good good pals. They know each other um, pretty well as well. So as I said that's that's part of that uh, part of that team that he he's looking to. Obviously, somebody he trusts he knows and trusts has had a wee bit of a obscure. Kind of, kind of career as a as a coach. He's been to like, I think it was Macedonia and and uh, I, I think it's it's a uh, it's a Middle East somewhere and um, what was the other place that he said as well? India, I think as well, which is a bit bizarre. But look, if he if he's if he's good and he knows his stuff, I'm not really caring where he's been. Um, so for me, as I said, you always need you always need a sidekick. You always need somebody that knows you. A friend to lean on to say was that right? Was it no right? Um, and and obviously this has been this has been talked about before about, about bringing a, a kind of Rangers man or somebody that knows the the league and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think it can be it can be advantageous. I think that it's definitely it's definitely um, something that I feel would help and would work and and hopefully as as that kind of link between the squad and the management. So. I think probably Davis and Ray. That uh, seen them in the in the training videos today, all, all getting on great, all uh, working well together as well. So I don't think it will do any harm. I don't think it's essential, but I, I think that um, it's something that that definitely. I, I think if you if you get that kind of help, know the club, know the standards, know what the fans think, know that kind of. I've I've got that kind of traditions th- running through them. I think that it will it will always help. So I'm all for it, yeah, definitely. Whether it be Davis, Ray, Thompson, whoever. I mean, I've, I've even heard McCann's name getting mentioned as well. So I think it, it's it's not a bad idea. Um, I don't think it's uh, going to be the, the the 
the be all and end all of of his career as as manager of Rangers. But it's definitely it's definitely worth a shout. It's not gonna it's not gonna make it any worse than it than it's been in the last uh, season and a half. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, again, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, anything you want to get to the boys on the on the pod tonight, 0141-628-7237. Martin is ready and waiting to get you through to the chaps. Um, anything at all you want to talk about, uh, we will we will cover it off. Okay, um, I say, Craig, seeing you talk about an ex-Rangers yeah. player, all the same names that gets mentioned, isn't it? Kevin Thompson, Neil McCann. I know Davis is in there now because obviously he took over Razier, Stephen Smith's here. And the other guys always get mentioned, like obviously Barry Ferguson, they always get put in a queen. You might have Barry Ferguson back at a club, I think, you've got a bad influence, more than a good influence. But one guy who never gets mentioned, and Martin will probably jump for joy when I mention his name, is David Robertson. David Robertson's got a really good coaching ethics. He's got all his badges. I know he's been in India and stuff like that, but he's done a wee bit of coaching up here as well. And why why she never mentioned because he's done more coaching than a lot of these other guys put together. Why something like that who's actually a coach never get mentioned? Like mentioning guys who might be on Rangers TV every so often, so they get mentioned, but you never mention guys who are actually proper coaches. I just find that fascinating. I've never seen Martin so happy at the mention of David Robertson's name. Um it was like made my day. Um yeah, oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven guys, get your calls in. Um, and we will get you through to the chaps and you can put your put your point across. Um, I think there might be one call ready to come through, but I'll I'll keep on going for the time being. Um, Care, I will come back to you. Um, obviously, tomorrow, big game for the manager. Obviously, first one um, at Ibrox. He did seem to talk about and whether this was maybe where, where Monaco really wasn't a good fit for him. Um, he did talk about the atmosphere and, and he's really looking forward to being in front of a big crowd. Um, I get the impression, I don't know if, if you would agree, I get the impression that's something that maybe the manager will thrive on. Of course, he only mentioned that, didn't he? say that Monaco wasn't a lot of crowd, there wasn't a lot of passion, but the Rangers are totally different. And I think we have to get behind the players. Listen, there'll be a lot of these guys in this team, no matter if we're going to one and run, there'll be a lot of fans saying, one bad game, we're going to start boom again, Tab being the usual name, maybe Dessers as well, but we have to get behind them between now and when we can make changes, there's no point going to games and sitting waiting and something bad happens so you can criticise. If you want to do that, then criticise for the couch. But listen, he's an experienced coach. You'll know the team he's got to, you know the guys who he can, he's got to put in. Listen, I hope Mori starts a couple, I hope my cause of my big comes on or starts and semi Bailey Rice. I think we'll start with Daniel up top. I think we have to play a striker. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see where we go. I know he's only a few days, but like Mark said earlier, even if he can just get them I'm not saying playing different because it's not going to with the weather not just now it's not going to be a, a great football match but even if he, the desire's different because Hibs are not playing that bad at the moment they get a wee bounce for their new manager coming in so it'll be a difficult game but with the players we've got we should still win but I'm just talking we see even a different type of mentality for the players we've got more desire listen we're going to still get the same for maybe Bonner turning back every so often or passes going to draft but even if the desires there that's the problem with the Rangers team this season they lack that especially when we went behind in games last season we always seem to dig ourselves out a hole even if we weren't playing great but this season we never that's why we lost three games at home I lost three games this season out of seven because as soon as we went behind in the game we had no desire to get back into it we just lacked some. you've seen it in Limassol as well 
is the Zaya wasn't there until it came too late. So I'm just, he's only been in the door a few days. I'm looking to see what he's installed so far. But it's early, early days, manager. Like, I mean, I heard Barry Ferguson saying that's a win. He has to win the game. To me, I hope we win the game. But even if we don't, it's too early to criticise the manager. He needs time, especially these guys, because their confidence is on the ground with the last manager. So it'll be interesting to see the response they give Absolutely. Uh, we've got another call coming through um, from John, who wants to talk about the media. John, welcome to the Rangers Rebel. Uh, what's your point for the chaps? All right, guys, how are you doing? All good, thank you. How are you? Uh, it was just a point. Uh, we were talking about the media and uh, obviously the press conference earlier and a certain, a particular Raman Bardwaj who questions if that oh come on that was an absolute joke that he came away it was golden it was practically tried to go the manager and he's saying something like, he'd be as well as wearing a clown outfit with green and grey hoops on underneath it it was just ridiculous it's that's that's no journalism no way no chance Asking their manager about social media, I, I was actually impressed that they come on just batted their back and says, "Look, it's social media. That's the world we live in nowadays." But come on, that's no journalism. No chance. Now, what do you think about you, that? Uh, I'll, take that, I'll take that point to you, Mark. Um, we spoke off air about the manager obviously having his having his response. But what were your feelings on uh, on some of the questions he got today? Yeah, I think some of them are embarrassing. I think that um, if, if you're a member of the press, I think uh, um, I think there, there's got to have been some people sniggering in, in there at the, these kind of stupid questions. Um, love the fact that he just he just batted it away. Just um, just kind of obviously it was a case of you need to get up a wee bit earlier than that. That's that's awful. That's terrible and made him look silly. Um, and and he done it. He done it in a clever way where he. He did the belittle him. He didn't. Um, he didn't um, harangue him and, and and kind of try and put him down or make himself look. He just kind of literally just kind of laughed and said, "Look, this is a, this is the world we live in." So for me, it's quite clever, quite cute. I liked it. I I thought that um, I thought that they just embarrassed another one as well. He, he when he got on the unveiling press conference, um, in the blue room, same as well about asking him about um, the the attacks in Belgium and the shootings in Belgium and stuff like that. I mean. Talk about trying to put a man on the spot. Um, I mean, he's there to talk about football, and he's just gonna try to fling that one in just to try and knock him, knock him off his his kilt. Um, a wee bit naughty, as far as I'm concerned. But it's it's just trying to trying to make himself relevant. And we know that there's a there's a few other ones in the media that try and do that as well. We'll not mention any names, but yeah, it's, it's getting a little bit embarrassing. But the beauty of it is, I think that he's uh, he, he's he's well up for it. I think he's 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 uh, as the saying goes in Glasgow, he's triple wide. To it. So I think that uh, he knows that that's that's coming, and um, I think as I said, they need, they need to get up a little bit earlier than than that to to try and get one over on him. Yeah, definitely, um, John. I think you've got another point for the chaps, which I'm I'm happy to take to care. Hey, I've got another couple of points. In fact, I watched the interview with the assistant manager and that's a new for me because it took me to about two weeks before Bill got sacked to actually realise who our assistant manager was because I didn't know him. <laughs> uh, and he said 
Benny first mate, uh, come on. Come on was the under-21 manager at Bruges in 2011. And come on then went on to be the defensive coach for the first team at Bruges before he took over the full management. And that could only be a good thing because come on, they're defensive. <laughs> That's honking, basically. So hopefully he'll sort that out. And um, yes, my final point was the Rangers connection, we've heard all these names and what have you. I'd like to put one name forward for that. Kenny Muller. Okay, I'll... That's my final point, guys. I'll leave you with that. Thanks very much for taking my call. Thank you, John. Um, I'll put that point across to you, Kerr. Uh, John, call again. Much appreciated. Thank you. Well, I think Kenny Muller's an arm I've heard myself. I don't know what he's... Coaching badge, I like. I know he's done a wee bit, but like I said earlier, I'm out with David Robertson. I think he's above them all. And if it wasn't David Robertson, I'd go Lee McCulloch, who's actually been involved in a football side at Hearts and Kilmarnock. So that's a two I would pick. I know there's others out there, but they two have got a bit of experience on the questions in the media. I just think it's the best of Scotland. The best of Scotland, you're going to get nonsense because it's a case of. Like we'll say something to the Rangers manager to see how they react. We'll say something to the manager to see how the Rangers react. It's just the way the rest of Scotland is, I'm afraid. You don't get to ask the questions anywhere else. You might get asked stupid questions, like Mark mentioned about, like, I know Cobb got asked a question before about some terrorist thing and he didn't want to answer it. Uh, but I think, like, the questions about Todd Campbell and uh, Chris Sutton, I think that's just the rest of Scotland thing. Let's make this relevant. When isn't it relevant? Todd's went through a hard time and Chris Sutton's just talks nonsense. So I was just wouldn't even bother about that. But no, I'm like I said earlier, listen, we're all impressed with what he's done so far since he's come in the door, Clement. But it's all about winning games. We can all be impressed with pressers, we can all be impressed with how he speaks. Listen, he's six foot three, so wouldn't miss him either. But it's winning the games. He has to win games. That's what has to, that's what he has to do. End of the day, he can talk great, he can look great, he can be a big massive influence but it has to win matches because every Rangers manager that's what you have to do so if he can get it start winning then I'll be happy with that and these press conferences either great but I want three points every time we play Mark uh, Kenny Miller for you not a chance not a chance no way Jose um, nah not for me sorry Uh Think he's 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 more he's more of a of a um, media mogul now. He's just um, he just wants to jump in papers and make comments and and this and that. For me, he's he's no went down really went down that route. Um, I, he dabbled with it very very briefly just before he kind of he, he kind of finished his playing career or just after he finished his playing career. No, for me, uh, uh, he's no he, he's not for me. Let's just say I'll, I'll know I'll know. Um, Start start using bad language, but no, it's definitely not for me. I'm sorry, but that's um, nah. Sorry, I'm just I'll just leave it at that. No, not for me. Yeah, great couple of points from John and a great call. Um, if you want to get your points to the guys, we've got time for a couple more calls. Oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Um, and we'll get you through to the guys, and you can get your point across. If you have got other names, um, outside of Kenny Miller and all the other usual suspects that have been named. Get through and uh, and have you chat with the guys. So we'll do a little bit of a, a preview for tomorrow's game. 
Um, obviously, we're waiting for a, waiting for calls to come through. Um, Hibs at home. I don't say there's any ever an easy game, um, but it's definitely not one that we would that we would want for the first manager. Um, Care, apart from the obvious of of winning the match, um, what do you hope to see uh, for tomorrow's game? I don't think there'll be a lot of changes adding the way we play. I think it's going to be similar to the way we play. Just a bit more desire, like I said, and heads not going down as quickly. Do you know what I mean? And just look like they want to play football. Start enjoying themselves. They don't seem to be enjoying themselves. If you don't enjoy yourself doing something, there's no point in doing it. And even some of the players look like they don't want to be there in W. So I'm hoping that may change, but I'm hoping we get three points. I'm hoping a couple of young players play, and I'm hoping Daniel plays and scores. And Listen, I know Big Dessers is a bit of a criticism. He's had it for me as well, but I'd like to see him score a few figures at all. So, But at the end of the day, Craig, I just want to win. And manager needs a one to get started, and we need a one as well, just as fans, because we always want to win, but we need another victory. So just to keep us going forward, that's all I want, a win. Can I just jump in there, Craig? Uh, yeah, the manager yeah. said it. he's looking for people to be brave in the ball. Um for me, that's that's massive. That's the the biggest thing because you look at this side, especially this season. Nobody's nobody's been and and brave enough to to take the ball and try and do something with it. It's always been a safe pass, and I think that probably the manager alluded to that a wee bit in his press conferences. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the actual quote that he said regarding. Um, I think it was uh, not afraid to fail. Or, or words words along those lines. So. For me, he's a hundred percent right. I mean, has uh, he said that he's he's watched all the games prior prior this season, all the games prior to him arriving, and for me, that's that's the biggest takeaway I've got with it. Um, that playing it safe, knocking the ball back, knocking the ball back, playing it safe, easy ball, easy ball, rather than somebody trying to take the game by the scruff of the neck, and, and just what Kerr says as well, that desire, that kind of will, will he kind of drag a team forward. We've struggled with that massively this season. Nobody's willing to, to demand the ball and, and take a game with a scruff of the neck, which is which is mad because we get most of our games we get 75 percent possession. So for somebody that's not willing in that amount of possession, it's not willing to, to take the ball, but uh, but the bill by the horns, um, and and kind of drive and and make things happen and for me that's what's been missing. As I said, that the desire that the the kind of tempo as well. Tempo's been abysmal um, this season. Even towards the end of last season as well, under Geo as well, it was that kind of, we talked about a horseshoe and it was, worst one for me is um, is uh, Barisic for a Barisic. I think somebody said midweek um, his, his, uh, his creation game that he had, he had, I think he had 17 passes and 10 were back the way. So for me, that needs to stop. That's, that's a massive, massive thing, and and clearly Clement's uh, noticed that from watching it. Look, you know, you need to be a blind man in a bus stop to can realise that. Do you know what I mean? It is it's chronic to watch sometimes. So, for me, that's the big, big thing that that he needs to try and get that out. See if we can stop that. I think that a lot of these players will will start uh, start playing and start getting better, and all they need is a bit of bravery. That's really all I'm asking for: a bit of bravery and a bit of desire. Like, yeah, like, the manager. Like, like you said, Mark, against it, man, a cause undone it, Lovelace done it, they took a risk. They were willing to go forward, they were willing to make that pass. I might not come off, but they were willing to do it. 
Whereas the rest of the players are very low in confidence. They're scared to make a mistake. They don't want the fans on their back. So they play safe. And going back, it's playing safe. Borna, Lundstrom, they play safe because they don't want any stick. So, but with our young guys, one of the loveliest was taking the taste at Mum before they got injured. My cousin was doing the reflex on the side. He was trying to make a take a risk and pass forward. And that's what you want players to do, take a risk. Because sometimes if it comes off, you're going to get a goal. We've seen it with the goal we scored against at Mum. A couple of one, one touches and moved the ball and it was a goal. Do you know what I mean? So, we're, we're good players. It's just the confidence is very low. So, I'm just wondering... Because Bill's away, does that, I'm not saying the confidence comes back straight away, but does it come back to some of them? Were they not enjoying it under Bill? Were they not enjoying what they were told to do? I don't know. Because, like I said, they are, they're not all bad players, granted. Next season, some of them shouldn't be there. Some of them overstayed their welcome. But they're not all bad players. But they need, they need something. Now, that was the point I was going to make around um, around some of these players needing to move on because I think some of them now have gone past the point of having all that scar tissue about being booed when the ball goes back. Barisic is the prime one for me where you just know, yes, there might be the argument that there's no one to play the ball to, but you just know he's going to get the fans on his back when he when he turns inside and plays the ball to Ben Davies or, or Goldson. Um, we've been joined by the uh, big boss. Good evening. Um, I'm just double checking that my microphone's okay and it's not doing that that mad crackly thing that it usually does. Is it doing it? Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah. And he's gone. <laughs> A quick imp- impromptu jump in. Um, so the last few minutes, um, we'll go a bit more um, deep dive into the Hibs game. Uh, we'll cover off the team that we we probably expect to play um, and get your predictions. Um, and then we'll and then we'll finish up. Um, so, Mark, what what lineup are you expecting tomorrow? Um, are you expecting major changes, or, or 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 sort of can you name most of the lineup now? Well, I think to be fair, it's it's a, um, I don't think I'm a million miles away from what it's been. Um, the only thing that I, I I would suggest as well to talk about is I watched the the, the training video and. I don't know. Did any of you used to watch it? Did you see Redvan? I never. I don't. I never seen Redvan there. And I hope he's not injured. No, I think Redvan was. I think he was on the bench in the week for Turkey. I think he was in the video. Um. So hopefully he's he's around tomorrow. Well, well, well for me, Redvan is is going to be playing left by um. Obviously, Butland and goals. Tavernier, Goldson, Davies, Redvan. As far as I'm concerned, I think that's our strongest. I know that. Uh, I know that Big Soapy's done well, um, on and off. Had a couple of good games, bad game, couple of good games, bad game. But for me, I think that Davis brings a kind of balance to the to the to the the, the defence. Um, and he's got a beautiful left foot. So for me, that's my back four midfield. Um, is going to be a tricky one. I think uh, Raskin. I think he'll go with Lundstrom. Um. What I think he'll go with, and what I think what I would play is two different things, but I think he'll go with Lundstrom. I think uh, tried and tested Raskin. I think that uh, that Belgian connection hopefully will get a will get a tune out of him. And I've got a funny feeling he'll start Cantwell as well in the centre of the park. I think that'll be the middle three. I think up front he will have Sima. And to be fair, I think it's a toss up between Danilo and Dessers. Um, but. I think he maybe go Dessers, that Belgian connection again. But either or, Danilo or, uh, or Dessers through the middle. And I would play McCausland in the right. 
for me that would that would be that would be uh, I mean if if you were looking at um I would start the nail, definitely start the nail. But uh, I've got either or him or Dessers is going to play. And you maybe see a cameo from um Ruth. We'll see. That's that's who I think. Any any difference from you, Scott? No, really, he's not got a lot to play with. I think Suter might come in for the start. I would like to see Bailey Rice points that Cameo. I don't think Cameo will start. And I think Dessers will play. I don't think Daniel will start, but I think Daniel and Cameo will come on. I hope McCloslin does start, Mark. I hope you're right, because I think he deserves a start. Just, I just annoying that Big Lovelace isn't fat enough to start, because I think he done really well against it, man, and he was probably doing another game up top because the boy didn't look at I just jump in there on Lovelace. I thought Lovelace was outstanding. I, I, I thought that Lovelace was a breath of fresh air. Um, and I was absolutely gutted that that boy got injured. Um, I've got a, I've got a good pal that's a Millwall fan, a mad mental Millwall fan, and he's been raving about Lovelace since he, since he left to come to us. Um, and yeah, as I said, I was absolutely gutted because that boy for me, he, he looked as if he'd been in the team for years. He really did. He looked he looked that that good. So gutted that he's sorry sorry for buttoning in, Kerr. No, but the reason that he looked that way, Mark, was because the boy played with no fear. Yeah. One of the him McCausland young players. That's yeah. why they say, look, you can't have a team full of young players, but if you've got a sprinkling of them in there, they play with no fear. They just want to play football. But the reason that I jumped home, by the way, was to put up a, a point to care. Because I, I agree with I agree with you, care, right? In terms of we won't see mass amount of change the more I but I wanted you got to be a bit more in depth on that. Are you talking? Because the manager said he's watched every game. Um, since the start of the season, etc., etc. So by change, do you mean a playing philosophy, or do you mean the players that we'll see? Because surely, if that manager's been watching what we've been watching, then th- th- there's got to be a few changes in that starting lineup. Probably about both, Martin. But I think it's too early to come in and just make a full amount of change. I might make one or two tweaks, but I don't think we'll start to make that many until he sees who he can really trust and sees who he can. And listen, he'll probably have made his mind up about some players, but like I said earlier, you'll not tell him that now because he can't, because if he, say he said to have a goal, so listen, this, I'm going to try and get the in January, but the summer he's away, they've got a big influence in that dressing room. They could turn the tide very easily on the I manager. don't think he'll care about that. I, I, I genuinely don't think he'll care about but that. If you've got players on their side, you see what happened when like Gwen came in, I'm not trying to say, but you've seen the difference when players have got pals in the dressing room and they turn their head against the manager. So I think he'll be clever, and he'll get everybody on his side. That's how Tav is sitting in the press conference. Listen, I don't I don't think we'll Tav. I think Tav will be there until the end of the season. But you'll know players that he can trust, but he knows he'll have to use players because we've got injuries. And I think some of the players who would probably start are probably only fit enough to start or not, are still not available. Listen, he'll, he'll take his time, Martin. I don't think he's going to fix it very quickly, but I think over the next coming games, probably half a dozen games, you'll see us slightly different attacking-wise. He likes possession football, doesn't he? He likes us to take risks. He's, he likes us to set up and no concede any goals, which is would be good if he could do that. And he likes us to be dominant in games and physical, which sometimes we're neither. So, But I don't think he'll chuck any players under the bus at this moment in time. He's just in the door, and I think, if he knows he's got money to spend and there's other teams maybe going to take a couple off our hands, I think he might say, you, you, and you're away, and or bring these other guys in. But at this moment in time, He's not going to do this early. He's just in the door. 
No, he's going to stick with the players that obviously he's, he's stuck with um, uh, until January. And there's no point um, putting those players out to pasture if he can't bring any new players in for the next few weeks, at least, um, if, if if not till the summer. So he's kind of stuck, but I think the manager gets that. I think he got that from the minute he walked in the door, um, otherwise you won't be taking the job. So before we finish up, um, phone line's closed. Um, thank you to those who, who, who called and contributed. Um, quick predictions for tomorrow score and first goal scorer. I'll start with Mark. Predictions tomorrow. Um, 3 1, first goal scorer, McCausland. Nice shout. And Kerr? I'm going 2 0, Rangers, and first goal scorer. I'm going with Askin. And Martin, I know you don't normally do this. No, no, see, before I come to that, right, I want to stay a wee bit more on this, the, the amount of changes that he'll make to that team. And Craig, I'll ask you then, since you've been hosting, and by the way, lovely job hosting. Um, I know that uh, <laughs> I know it's something you're a wee bit nervous about, but you've done absolutely brilliantly. So I'll come to you then. Um, we, we kind of just, look, the same kind of question, if he's watched, not every, not every minute of every game, but if he's watched a lot of these games and... Look, Roof's been out injured. Um, we have had Danilo out injured. We, we've not had a, a, a massive amount of numbers, right? I, I completely get that. But if, if you were coming into that job and you had watched what you had watched, does Dessers get anywhere near that team? Does Lundstrom get anywhere near that team? They shouldn't, but I think they will because he's kind of stuck with what he's got to work with. Um, the only change I can potentially foresee happening, and it's a bit of a bold change, is maybe him going free at the back. That's the only thing I could potentially see him doing, um, at least initially, because I think he will pretend if he's watched every game of this season, he's a he's he's a glut of a punishment of with some of them. Um, maybe he'll see a weakness there um, with the back four uh, that a back three might fix. And I suppose, by the way, sorry, sorry to just jump in because I know that somebody yep. on follow follow had a go at me for just jumping into podcasts. Um, but Mark, if we see a better performance tomorrow. Right? Can we put that? Uh, see, we go out and we win three or four nil tomorrow. We control the game for ninety minutes, and we look like a completely different team. Right? I doubt. I don't think that will happen. But see, if that does happen, or we just see a much better performance. Do we put that down to the fact that we got a new manager? Do we put that down to the fact that the players are now actually trying their arses off? And if that's the case, do we get angry? <laughs> I know. I put it down to the fact that Clement really is Harry Potter. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a fucking miracle. Um, I know I get your point. I do I get your point. For for me, yes, I would be. I would. I, I probably say yes to all of those points. I think that yes, we put it down to having a new manager. I think yes, we get angry because these. But I think that we should be angry anyway. And I think that's half the reason that we're angry because I don't think, like Kerr says, I don't think that these players are all fucking hopeless. I think that that there, there's decent players in there. You can't know, you can't know be a professional footballer and go to some of the clubs that these boys have been to, playing in Serie A, playing in fucking Holland, playing in Belgium, and all of a sudden come to Rangers and be and be nobody able to kick your ass. So there's something, 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 no, no right. Something's not something. Does it smell right? As the saying goes. So something's no right, and. and Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's a man management side of things. Maybe they just need, like you somebody said earlier, need a cuddle. 
Some maybe need a kick up the ass. Some, as I said, it's I, I don't I don't know, but yeah, we should be angry. I think that, that I think that part of our anger is that we've 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 brought these players in with great expectations. We've spent decent money on them, and we're angry because they're not performing the way they should be performing. Um, and Kerr said it as well. No, all of these players are going to hit the ground running. Sometimes it's a good fit, sometimes it's not a good fit. Um, but as I said, they they don't all of a sudden become bad players. As I said, we don't you don't you don't play in Serie A, you don't play in Holland, you don't play for PSV and 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 all these teams if you're if you're chronic. So for me, there's something there was something wrong, something wrong behind the scenes, whether it be training, whether it be man management, uh, whether it be fitness. Uh, and and for me that's Clement's job and, and he's and he's alluded to it in his press conference. He said there's 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 things that are that are that are they're doing right and there's things that they're they're completely doing wrong. So he said it himself. He said that he he's going to need to come in there and try and fix. He's not obviously come out and said the words fix what's broken, but that's kind of what he's alluded to. He's alluded to the fact that he's seen that these these boys are decent players. It, it, I mean, he must know a good player when he sees one. And, and obviously, he said previous with Dessels and and uh, Raskin and and so probably even Ruff Ruff was in Ruff was in Belgium for a few years. So mm-hmm. obviously knows that these boys aren't they aren't they as push as what they're showing at the minute. So as I said, for me, that's that's his job as it stands from now a a, um, a January is to try and get a tune out of these boys. It's plain and simple. Right, well, I'll give you my prediction then, Craig, with all that being said. 4-0 Rangers, Dessers hat-trick. Um, that's going to be my prediction. <laughs> and I'll save you this as well, Craig, right, because I know you're about to do the outro. Um, follow, subscribe on all socials and on YouTube as well. We are racing, racing towards 10,000 subscribers um, on YouTube. We've just started up Twitch. I think we get about two views a show um, over on Twitch. So if you're on that platform, just search Rangers Rabble Podcast and hit follow or subscribe. I've not really worked that out yet. And if we will be back tomorrow at quarter past two for build-up to the Hibs game and we will have reaction. And Craig, I will let you finish the show. Yeah, thank you uh, to Mark, to Martin for his work behind the scenes and then and then jumping in at the last second. Uh, and also to care. As Martin said, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with pre-match and post-match build-up, and then we'll be back on Sunday with Rabble Sundays. Hope you all have a good weekend, uh, and we'll hopefully see you soon later on. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.